welcome everyone. I cannot believe it is already here, the second episode of the new Apple Insider HomeKit Insider Podcast. It is me, Andrew O'Hara, joined with my good, good friend, Stephen. How are you doing? Doing great. Excited to talk about more HomeKit. But it's good. You know, I've always been interested in HomeKit and I don't know, I would look for something like this show where you just get a ton of HomeKit news every week. For a long time, it was pretty rare for anything to be HomeKit. Oh, yeah. And now, you know, there's, there's exciting news now. I know. We'd be, we'd be waiting months in between product launches. And now, like every week of the show, we're, there's going to be like new product launches to talk about, new reviews to talk about. There's no way we're going to keep up with it, let alone, you know, our audience who's trying to catch in. So we're at least being able to hit all the big stuff that's happening in the space. Yeah, so tell me, I know there's a couple of pieces of news that you saw come up, so hit me. Starting off, Philips Hue or uh, Signify, which is the company that was spun off to run the Hue stuff, they are bringing some new features to their sync box. So the sync box is not specifically HomeKit, but obviously all the Hue gear is. And the sync box is getting a big update now, which allows it to use Siri to start syncing your lights. Before, you'd have to actually manually hand switch it or use the app. And the sync box synchronizes your light to your TV. So you're running your HDMI cables through this, and as you're watching a movie and things are exploding, your lights are changing with the room, and it's very immersive. (laughs) And if you've got some crazy, you know, Dolby Atmos sound, you've got these responsive lights in your room, it is an incredible setup. I've got one. It's really cool. Not all the time. It's annoying sometimes. Commercials are kind of ridiculous. Like, it's a lot of flashing. But for movies and stuff like that, it's a really cool experience. So you'll now be able to control that via Siri, just ask Siri to start syncing or stop syncing your lights. And they are officially supporting HDR10 Plus and Dolby Vision content. Big deal there. So some nice updates for the Hue Sync box. If anyone is still rocking any of those, uh, they're just continuing to add new features to that, which is really cool to see. So this is 4K, HDR, Mm -hmm. all that. Yes. Okay, very cool. And so during an action movie, like if you're watching, you know, Infinity War or Endgame or something, is it actually distracting or does it Add to the experience. No, I think it's cool, but it, you can you can very much control which lights are syncing with this. Gotcha. So I really like having like the play bars going behind your TV, and those just look nice in general. I have those set up to work through HomeKit, and now with this, those ones I specifically use to to control with the sync box. So those are the ones that are kind of like exploding and kind of just blends the TV with your background, and I think it's a really really neat effect, especially when you've got the audio to go with it. Gotcha. Well, very cool. So yeah, check that out. And how many Hue lights do you have, like individual bulbs? I don't have that many. I parred back a little bit uh, because I'm new home and we change stuff around. And I've got a lot of um, filament bulbs in some of these fixtures, like probably like yeah. a dozen or so. And I know I can replace this with Hue bulbs, but I'm just not going to go ahead and swap out like a dozen Hue bulbs when I can just swap out the light fixture or the, sorry, the wall switch and control it that way, even adding dimming and stuff if I can. It's a much more cost-efficient way of doing things, and I at least have the physical control still there on the wall without having to buy the Lutron controller or any of the other Hue buttons to add to the wall. So I'll be honest. I do not have any Hue lights. No. Of all the smart home things, I'd never no. got, I never got into it. And uh, let me ask you this. I looked for it the other day, but I don't think you can ha- get it. But ceiling fan uh-huh. bulbs, like that size, does... Do any hues come in that size with like the small candelabra base? Yeah, I believe so. Do they? Mm-hmm. They got a whole pile of them, and including candelabra styles. I don't know if they're too long. Like I don't know if you need the short with the candelabra base. Maybe that's harder, but I'm pretty sure they do have them. Like they have a very robust lineup of bulbs now, especially compared to where they started. 
Okay, yeah, I do see it. It yeah, so Hue Hub, HomeKit. Suppose you can get one fifty bucks for at least this one I'm looking at on Amazon. It's the Philips Hue White and Color Decorative Candle Forty Watt Dimmable Smart Bulb. I believe they have a um just a white ambiance one if you don't want the color. That's probably okay. cheaper too. Yeah, because after my Acara experience, I was trying to or Aquara. I know you say Aquara. Is it? I don't know. It's got a Q. I I don't know. It has a Q but no U. We're not okay. Is this going to be our debate every week? Because we debated this last time. <laughs> I still don't have an answer on whether it is a C sound, K sound, or a Q sound. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, never mind. Okay. So I do see. Yeah, Best Buy and Amazon also has the Philips Hue white, just white ambiance lights. Mm-hmm. And I assume that also works with the hub. Yep. It's a little a little cheaper. It's still twenty five bucks a light bulb. Do you? Does your light bulbs have they lasted? Pretty long time, never had to replace one. Uh, I haven't. I've had a couple go bad, and by go bad for me, they were kind of uh, not as responsive and would kind of flicker for like a few seconds every once in a while. And that's the point where I replaced them. And I had a lot of bulbs, and I've had them for years. And I don't know which one. Like my problem is at this point, I don't know which ones I got, you know, six years ago, and which ones I got uh, a year ago. I've moved several right. times and I've just expanded the lineup a whole bunch. So I'm not really sure which is which in there. So it looks like the Philips Hue bulbs, some of them connect directly to Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. but the hub is what gives you the full access. So as long as it connects to a hub, it's HomeKit compatible. Is that right? Yeah. So they do have the okay. new Bluetooth only ones, which are like their simpler line. You do need to connect them to the hub for HomeKit functionality and a lot of the other uh, good things working with like the the other hue accessories, the dimmer switches and all of those things, you have to use the hub. So these Bluetooth ones will also work with the hub? I believe so, yeah. I think they basically they're just adding Bluetooth pretty much to their bulbs. So that way you can use them as Bluetooth or connect them to hub and go that route. So all their bulbs will now both work with Zigbee and Bluetooth. Okay, I know I'm asking all these questions to prepare you for, but it, the reason why I'm wondering is I might try these this might be my next project let's try to go with these bulbs with the philips hue hub mm-hmm. maybe i don't have to switch out all my light switches i can just Ooh, see get this i might get this do you have, do you have paddle switches or the toggle switches i think paddle the wide rectangular ones the right we're talking about okay you should look at so put the hue bulbs in and then you need yes. to this is completely off tangent we're going through the news right now right right <laughs> <laughs> They have this thing from from your favorite people, Lutron. Okay. A year or so ago, they had these dimmer switch. It was called the Aquora uh, <laughs> or Aurora. Aurora. There's no cues in this one. Uh-huh. Okay. And it just, it clips on to your wall switch and you can press it to turn the lights on and off or rotate it to dim and brighten. And it was very cool, but it did not work with paddle switches. Oh. Now, there is another one that works with paddle switches, and I swear at CES had another one that worked with paddle switches, and I maybe it's not out yet because I'm, I'm not seeing it in my frantic Googling. Okay. But they essentially had the same thing, but it was, it was brilliant because you didn't have to replace your wall switch. You just stick this thing on top of it, and boom. So this is what I'm using in my bedroom. We have lights in there. I use this to turn them on and off and twist it and that way I don't ever have to turn the light switch off and that's even more important because in our bedroom I have one wall switch that controls the fan and the lights inside of the fan 
So with this, I can leave the switch on, mm. control the fan with the pool thing, and control the light through my phone and the wall switch with this little guy. So it's a much better solution than having to you know, replace all that stuff out. At 25 bucks a bulb, it's not you know terrible compared to the colored ones. And if you can throw this on there, you're still getting those physical controls at the same time. Okay, well, all that in this one news piece. I might, I might try this uh, <laughs> Philips Hue bridge finally. So anyway, all right, tell me, give me your next piece of news. Okay, so we just have a couple new launches showing up here. So nothing really ready in the U.S. It, it doesn't appear, but Vocalink, we've covered their stuff on Apple Insider many times. They're a good little small company that has a lot of HomeKit products. Uh, we looked at their lights and bulbs and smart switches and everything else you kind of uh, normally expect. But they are one of the first, if not the first ones, to launch an air purifier with HomeKit support. So it's the VAP one and it is up for pre-order i believe in europe so not in the u.s yet but it is coming to the u.s very soon yeah it's the first home kit air purifier it's got five levels of fan control it's got a 5.1 inch led screen on the front of it with auto brightness functionality um it looks like a great product i mean this is really the first home kit air purifier we've seen i saw some at ces that look really nice i'm really excited to test those out when they finally get to market but this one's going to beat them so if you're looking for a home kit air purifier, especially if you're in Europe, you are in luck. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good looking air purifier too. So the uh, the next one is, I can't even believe we have to go back to this, but Acara, Aquara, <laughs> they have <laughs> they have revealed a pile of new accessories. I'm pretty sure like six or seven new accessories. These all showed up on their Chinese website. And now, of course... We're getting to kind of get a good look at these things, and there's just a whole bunch of stuff. So right now, everything's launching uh, in the Chinese market. I'm sure it's going to be coming to U.S. They have brought their stuff to, you, to the U.S. We've had, uh, I've had good luck with them. I know you've had some struggles with them. In terms of their new products, they have the Acara G2H HomeKit Secure Video Camera. Come in a few different colors. Also works with Zigbee and their hub. So it works with HomeKit Secure Video, obviously, based on the name. So it's a first new camera coming out. They have the S1 Smart Scene Panel. This is very similar to the brilliant wall switch that we covered in that it connects to all the Hara accessories that you have in your home and you can control it uh, through Siri, but you can't get all of your other home accessories to show up on this. But at least you can launch scenes and stuff from here. So a nice big wall panel you can do. There's an upgraded version of their smart hub. There's a new P100 door lock, smart lock that's coming out, I believe with a camera built into there. There's a curtain controller, the C2 the P3 air conditioning controller, new rocker switches, pro rocker switches, and all of these just showed up on their you know, Chinese website. So we'll be keeping an eye for these as these roll out, come across Europe and back to the US. All the other stuff has. So I'm sure it's just a matter of time, but I'm really excited to play with a few of these things. Their camera looks pretty nice and sleek. The wall panel, that S1 wall panel, that's a interesting little guy. So I'm really excited to try some of these out and see how they play with the rest of our HomeKit gear. That's interesting. That panel looks very nice. I'm again, my first experience with a car has been I'm a little skeptical. I like how you're alternating and saying a cara, and then the next time you say a quara, oh, yeah. just cover all the bases. Just all of them. Yeah, it's great. I'm gonna make up a new one for the next time we mention it because I'm sure it's gonna be in the next week's episode too. <laughs> yes, but the panel does look great. They also seem to have a curtain controller. Mm-hmm. I was debating on returning my Acara hub because this I returned the switches, but I still just have the one motion detector, but I don't know, maybe I'll keep it around just in case some of these things work out. Anyway, it looks cool, especially that panel. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see when those come to the U.S., what their price points are, 
how they're going to work. All right, so we're going to talk about some projects that we've done and reviews. Yeah, absolutely. I know you've been working with uh, the Logitech Hub and everything, so I'm excited to hear about that. Yeah, so when I upgraded my TV receiver recently, it went 4K. I got the Logitech Harmony Hub, which is an IR blaster, basically this hub, and it comes with a secondary IR blaster. And I'd heard you know, mixed reviews. If you ever listen to Neil Patel talk about uh, IR blasters, he just loathes them. But <laughs> it's actually been working really well. I have the hub on top of my receiver, and it gets the Blu-ray player that's there and the receiver at the same time and the Apple TV. And then the secondary IR blaster goes on top of the entertainment center and it gets the TV. And it's been flawless. It's been great. And there's the Harmony app that you use to control everything. You can set all your activities and devices and the app's been working fine. It's a little janky sometimes, but it does the job. And so I was looking at the app and I just knew, I mean, Logitech is probably never going to do HomeKit anything with this hub. And the app, it feels like it should. So I just, I looked it up and I Googled, you know, is there any way to connect these things? Now I know that there is something on GitHub. I believe it's called Home Bridge. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know you can run a bunch of scripts and have this thing running on your Mac and it's really powerful and can integrate a thousand different things. I did not want to get into all that, all the scripts and all this kind of stuff. So I did some searching and I found this Mac app. It's by the developer named Guy Brooker. It's called the Harmony Bridge Mac app. I'll put a link to it in show notes and in the article on appleinsider.com. But it's a very simple app. So it's six bucks, not super cheap, but let me tell you, it works great. And so I downloaded this app. It's running on my iMac in the office of my house. And it basically bridges the gap between the Logitech hub and your HomeKit system. And so when you're, this app is running on your Mac, it does have to run all the time and in the background, uh, which is fine. I have Plex server already running and now I have this. And what it does is it gives you access to start and stop activities on the Logitech hub. Now, again, this is a hack, you know, it's not really meant to do this. So when you run the app, it appears in your home app as a TV and it'll say, you know, bridge TV or whatever you want to name it. If you do the long press and look at the settings of it, you can see the activities that you have programmed in the Logitech hub itself in that app. And so you can scroll between some of the activities and then start and stop it. Now it's a little painstaking to do it that way all the time, but you can also create series shortcuts that jump to a specific activity. And so I created one where it would be watch a movie. We'll just say that's what I called it. And that goes to my watch Apple TV activity on the Logitech. And so I have a shortcut for it. And when I press it, it basically goes through the Logitech um, activity, turns everything on, turns it on the right input, and I'm good to go. Now it doesn't give you access to actually manipulate the Apple TV or change the volume on the receiver. For that, you still have to go to the Logitech app or use the physical remote that pairs with it. But it lets you start the activity and kind of put it in a sequence of events. So I have a a series shortcut that has that and it sets the lights in my living room lower to living room status. It turns some other lights off and I can kind of program it so I can now tell Siri, hey, I want to watch a movie and it turns off the lights. It turns on all my entertainment center on the right input and all in one fell swoop. And if I tap it to turn off, like if you were turning off a light switch in the home app, it actually turns off 
uh, it basically turns off the TV, the receiver turns everything off as though you press the all off button on the Logitech remote. So it's pretty cool. Uh, it's a little hacky, but it worked. It was super simple to do. No coding, no scripts. You just run the app on your Mac. Uh, it connects. As long as it's on the same network, it sees the hub and it reads your HomeKit stuff. You actually add the app. It'll give you a HomeKit QR code and number, and you add that into your Home app as a device. Now, the one thing that was a little frustrating, I was trying to set up these series shortcuts so I can jump to the certain activity that I wanted. And I wanted to do like watch a movie mm-hmm. where I could then say, you know, hey, dingus, watch a movie. Yeah, I don't want to activate everybody's phone, but <laughs> something, something, watch a movie. And when I titled the shortcut that, Siri refused to run my shortcut and it would just suggest movies <laughs> or launch me into the Apple TV app on my iPhone to the movie section. Oh, no. So it's like any command with the word movie in it, uh, it was automatically getting me to the app or doing something I didn't want it to do. And I had to try two or three different things. I tried doing like, you know, watch Apple TV. Again, that launches the app. It doesn't do the shortcut that is titled exactly what I'm saying. Oh, boy. Again, this is some of the problematic naming that Apple has the Apple TV app, Apple TV device, Apple TV the service. I couldn't do that. I had to settle on It's Movie Time. (laughs) That's my Siri (laughs) shortcut name. And if I tell Siri that, it will run my shortcut, turn on all my entertainment system and all that. Then I set up a second one for my Nintendo Switch. And so if I say, let's play Nintendo, it'll go to the Logitech activity uh, for the Nintendo Switch and change all the settings and we're ready to go. So it's a lot of hacky ways to not have a full functional, like a fully functional a universal remote in HomeKit, but it's a step closer. And uh, it's kind of cool to just be able to tell Siri, you know, if I'm walking to the living room, it can start that whole process before I'm even in there. I don't have to touch a remote. I don't have to open the Logitech app until I'm ready to like change the volume or something. And uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. So check the links to those apps. It's the Harmony Bridge Mac app by Guy Brooker. It's in the Mac app store. And you can find links to all that in the show notes. You know, I'm kind of surprised that that is a legit app in the app store and not like a downloading from a developer's website kind of app. I mean, this is actually like approved by Apple and in the app store, which is kind of. Yes, I was very surprised by that. And he also has two other apps, Ambi Bridge and TPL Bridge. And these are apps that I assume integrate with those services so it can bring your TPL products into HomeKit. Which is crazy because TP-Link abandoned HomeKit for all their devices. They were promising they were going to bring HomeKit support to like their Switch and stuff like that, and then they didn't do it. So it's kind of interesting that, boom, TPL Bridge, all your TP-Link Casa devices right in HomeKit. That's kind of cool. Yeah, you can do that. And so, yeah, each app is 6 bucks. the TPL and the Ambi Bridge. Man, it works, and I'm running it, and it's kind of nice to, to be able to do it that way. So check it out. So Guy Brooker, he made a cool app, so good on you. Doing good stuff, doing good stuff, guy. And the the last thing that I'll mention too, a semi-update on the Acara. Again, I returned the switches, but I did keep the motion detector and the bridge. Uh, Even though the switch didn't work, I will say the motion detector working great. You know, I have it programmed to actually uh, turn my bathroom lights on to a low percentage. Nice. Just scheduled for the morning hours. And so if it's between like, I don't know, 6 a.m. and 8 a.m., I think I have it set. If I walk in the bathroom, it turns on dimly 
and then slowly raises. And so for that, motion detector's been working great. So for that, the Akara, there's still hope yet. Perfect. I'm glad that that is working uh, better than it was the week before. Better than the Switches, at least, yeah. Yeah. All right, so tell me, what were you, uh, I know you reviewed the Level Lock, a brand new HomeKit product. Yeah, I actually didn't do too much in my own, like, aside from the Level Lock, I didn't have too much going on this week in terms of HomeKit. I was working with, I'm working on the Fin, P-H-I-N, which is a smart pool monitor. Of course, it doesn't work with HomeKit, but it allows you to, like, remotely monitor your pool, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So I was playing around with that for a review and also working on my, setting up my Orbit Beehive, which is, like, a very frustrating process product as a lot of people in the home kit space know because they literally shipped them with a home kit code on them and yet and their marketing materials as home kit compatible and yet it doesn't work with home kit so really you know that's a that is a sore spot for a lot of people so i don't know if that counts as home kit or not at this point but i've been playing around with that in my eve i finally my faucet that i replaced like this most ongoing saga i replaced that i think we talked about that on like the regular apple insider podcast or something yeah but i swapped out my faucet because it was broken the replacement one also was leaking so i went and just did a shark bite one and put that in and it's perfect now so i got my eve aqua set up to water my garden beds like my vegetable gardens and then the Akara Aquar, not the, why am I saying that? I'm going back to that name. <laughs> the Orbit Beehive is watering my lawn and doing that kind of stuff. So I got both nice. those set up now. Good to go. Just don't have HomeKit on the, the Orbit stuff. But the big HomeKit stuff I did was the Level Lock. This thing, I was impressed with it as soon as I saw it at uh, CES this year. It launched before that, but I saw it specifically at CES 2020. Mm-hmm. It was really cool because I've seen a ton of smart locks and honestly, I get bored by them anymore. And I generally kind of just overlook them, especially when like Quickset or Schlag or someone is launching like some new smart connected lock and they feel very generic. And a lot of times from those big companies, you got to replace the whole shebang in your door. Uh, And then you got ones that are like retrofitting your existing locks, such as August and Friday. And they do a good job. They do a good job but they still require you to change out the inside of your door side there. And I know with August, August, uh, they told me this as much when I met with them earlier this year at CES, that they not even, I don't know how to describe it, but they're not, it's not clear to rotate it. I've heard from other August users who use them like rental properties mm. that the people in there like don't know how to get out. Like the door doesn't open and they don't know to turn the August. Yeah. So some things like that are, are issues with those interior locks. Friday isn't as bad, but they still have that common bulbous shape on the inside of the door. Level lock is completely different and it actually sits inside of your door. It actually literally goes like you keep all your existing, you know, exterior hardware, your fixtures there for your lock and you're replacing like the deadbolt and stuff inside the door. Right. It's it, it, so they're like billing it as like the invisible smart lock so i was super stoked to see this thing at ces and i finally got my hands on it it is starting to ship i believe and i was really really impressed so installation maybe a little bit more in depth than some of them but it was still very easy to do i took off my lock that i had there and removed the deadbolt from the side including like the strike plate on both sides of the door and i just screwed in the bolt on this slid the motor into place tighten down the screw that locked those two together. You put your existing lock back on, 
unlock it so the deadbolt is extended and then you're going to unscrew a little cap there because the battery actually goes it's a cr2 battery it'll last for over a year and it goes inside of the deadbolt itself like the actual bolt that sticks out is where the battery hides hmm. so it unscrews the battery goes in there close it up and uh, pair it with the level home app and then with HomeKit, you're ready to go and they actually keep things fairly simple inside of the Level Home app. The most things that you would want to do there kind of is you can set up auto lock. So after 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, something like that, it'll automatically lock the door again for you. But otherwise, you can operate everything through HomeKit. So use Siri to lock and unlock your door, tie it into your scenes. I tied it into my good night scenes when I go to bed, say good night. It'll turn, close my blinds, turn off my lights, turn off the TV, adjust my thermostat, and lock the level lock. So that does it all in one. You can also have it automate when you come and go. So whenever you leave your house, or if you're the last person to leave the house, you can lock the door. And when you're the first person to arrive home, you can have an unlock the door. In my testing, those do pop up, and you have to like manually, I manually set mine off so I know I'm doing it. But they were very reliable. I didn't have any issues with it doing it, with it connecting. If you want remote access, you do need a home hub within somewhat proximity there. So I do have my home hu- home pod a uh, couple of rooms away, and I was able to connect to the level lock without any issue. And I'm able to get the status. I get alerts if I'm away from the house and the lock is unlocked. So if someone tried to pick it and you know pull back that deadbolt, I would be able to get a notification of that. And then you can tie it with a door sensor and get a second notification that your door was opened. So that's an you know additional thing you could do there. But uh, I've been very impressed with this thing. So it is Bluetooth only, but you can basically, as long as there's a home hub nearby, you wouldn't know the difference. Like it can communicate no problem. Yeah, pretty much. You know, let's, we'll talk about the level lock for a few more minutes. Then I want to compare it directly against the August and the new August one, which is a Wi-Fi connected mm-hmm. one. But this is only Bluetooth, locally via Bluetooth. Um, a few things that I saw once our review went live is people were asking about Apple Watch control. Totally use Apple Watch. Uh, you can add it as a favorite inside of the home app, and then you can control it from your watch. Also, could use accessories or apps like, um, oh, what's Aaron Pierce's app for the watch? I'll give you a good plug because I forgot the name of your app. But it's a great way to control those watch complications, and then you can specifically set one to control your lock, which makes it really easy. You come up to the door, and you can press on your watch, unlock it, boom done so that's a thing that's pretty good the other concern that i know a lot of people had was regarding strength of this thing a lot of people are saying oh well the deadbolt is hollow and it's not going to be as strong as a regular lock so the thing is especially in the u.s where you have just the one deadbolt on most doors that the deadbolt itself is not going to be you know your failure point so if someone's trying to get into your house they could try to pick the lock That's one thing, which is going to be dependent on whatever lock it is that you're using here because that part's not changing. Your key is staying the same. You can still use your key and the strength of the being able to pick it is going to stay the same no matter which lock you've got going on there. Or at least level lock doesn't care. Level lock doesn't really involve itself with that part of the thing. And then as far as strength of that deadbolt, it's passing the national american standards institution standard for the grade a or grade one deadbolt which just will withstand a whole lot of stuff so it's it's on par with every other deadbolt that is out there that's getting that grade a grade one status so that deadbolt is not going to give if someone's trying if you're trying to like force your entry into that house your door frame is going to bust down before the deadbolt on this thing is going to give so there's no concerns at all 
in that regard. So I have very little to complain about with the level lock. I mean, you're keeping all of your existing hardware. It's completely hidden inside of your door. No one is confused on how to use it. You're adding the smart functionality without really having to change anything uh, from the outside. So I was really impressed with this guy. The biggest kind of downside is just Bluetooth control. If you don't have any sort of home hub, an Apple TV or HomePod in any proximity to the level lock. Now, so first of all, Aaron Pierce says the app is called Home Run. Yeah. Home connections on your wrist. That's it. And we'll put a link to that in show notes as well. Looks amazing. I don't even know about this app. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm to download it right now. Do it. The other question I had is, so if you have it connected to HomeKit via a hub, you get notifications when it's unlocked. Mm-hmm. Can it give you notifications on the person who unlocks it? No. If they're doing it from their phone? No. So it, it does work that with, I think you'll still get those because if they're doing that, then they're using, because you can share and add users inside of the Level Home app. If you give a housekeeper access through the Level app and they come over there, you are going to get a notification because they're going to use that Level app to open everything up. You know what I mean? Like So that that way that is connected and that it's sent through you and not through any HomeKit routing. So that's just going straight through level if you're going that way. Otherwise, you just have anyone who is like in your home who is doing things. And there's ways to get, if you want to get a specific notification on, you know, your wife arriving home or something, there's ways to do that. But that's right. a, a separate thing to worry about. Gotcha. Okay, well, compare it to August. Yeah, so the biggest things we saw with August, the biggest problem points with them was not knowing to turn it. It's large size, and the previous August models were all just with Bluetooth. So the new one that was announced at CES and is now shipping, it is now available to order, that one is out now, and it is ridiculously small. I think they dropped like 40% or something of the volume on the new model. It is more clearly, it's not perfect, but it looks more understandable to turn it it looks more like a knob like it's actually like a doorknob size which makes it seem more understandable that you're supposed to turn this thing to lock and unlock it and they've integrated wi-fi so they literally made this thing smaller and more powerful which is just you know a great combination you have to love to see that so it's a huge improvement and it includes wi-fi but again you're swapping out the inside of your door panel your door lock the deadbolt you know throw itself so i actually went on twitter because i was super curious at how how people were split. Do you prefer having, you know, something inside your door that you don't see that you can control? Or do you prefer having the August, which bakes Wi-Fi in, but it, you know, bigger and have to sit on your door. It doesn't necessarily match your aesthetic, all that kind of downside. Everything is very split. So we've been running the poll for like a day and we received quite a lot of, of votes here, you know, but it was leaning at the beginning. It was very much level lock was a huge portion of people were voting level lock, but it was retweeted by level lock. And then like almost a day into the poll, August then retweeted it and was encouraging people to vote, at which point it switched back the other way to more people preferring the August lock. So at this point, I have no idea which one is actually more popular between the two of them. But with quite a few votes in, we're seeing most people, 61% preferring the August lock over the level lock. So I'm curious on what you think, which one do you kind of prefer here between the two? One last question then. Okay. What is the bad, What is the battery expectancy on the two? So it's about a year on the level lock, and I'm not sure what it is on the new August. 
Uh, August usually takes four batteries, four AA batteries, whereas the you know Level Lock takes that small CR2 battery. So, but right. the August does have Wi-Fi built in. So I'm not exactly sure what lifespan is, and I haven't fully reviewed the new August yet, so I don't know where to kind of gauge that. My reaction is I would want the Level Lock style think? lock. I would like it to look like a normal door Mm -hmm. and just, you know, be able to control it and no one be the wiser (laughs) that it's a a smart home thing. You know, one of the things I like about the Lutron switches and some of the other HomeKit devices that I have is they're not super obtrusive. You wouldn't really know much of a difference. And so you get all the smart features, but it looks like a, you know, regular, nicely designed light switch or door and lock. So and right now I have a smart lock from my home security system, which is not HomeKit, unfortunately. And man, that thing is massive. Like the thing that has to go on the inside to turn the the lock is it is ridiculous, honestly. And I really don't prefer it. So when I see this level lock, I mean it really is speaking my language where I can go back to a very simple lock style on the inside and still get all these home kit benefits uh so yeah i'd go with level lock i do like the level lock a lot and i'm not sure which way i lean yet personally i don't have a huge affinity towards my door hardware so i don't mind that i don't mind the size the size is never my thing and i do have the home hub nearby which isn't an issue i might lean a little bit towards august purely because they have some additional functionality in the app like the ability to like auto lock and auto unlock which runs a little bit smoother in the background but at least with the, my previous gen august lock it only ran 95 percent of the time like for some reason there was a couple times where it just didn't automatically unlock as i got home so i'll have to keep playing i'll have to play with the new one you guys are going to get my review of the the august pro wi-fi smart lock uh very soon so we'll have more information on that but so far it's a very you know tough call these are two definitely of my favorite smart locks that are out there right now yeah now the level lock is 230 is that right 229 yeah 229 yeah, so 230 bucks so and I think the the August is it is two hundred and fifty. Okay. So the level lock is actually a little more inexpensive. Yeah, man, that level lock is tempting. I know. We'll see, this is a good time, I guess, since we're talking about which one people prefer. I want to hear what you know our audience is thinking here. Which one they prefer between the two different styles? And let's pull out that hashtag again. Hashtag HomeKit Insider. So tweet at both of us at Steven and me and Apple Insider and just let us know which smart lock you prefer if you are team level or if you are team August. I like that team level yeah. and team August. Yeah. So tweet at us, hashtag HomeKit Insider, tag Andrew and myself. And also don't forget to give us a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. We'd really help you to, as we're trying to build those reviews here at the beginning. You could leave us one of those. It'd be greatly appreciated. And uh, yeah, again, we'd love to interact with you on the post, in the comments there, on the article on appleinsider.com. And check out all the links and show notes to the different products we talked about today, including that Home Run app, which I just downloaded. <laughs> I'm looking forward to playing around with that. Nice, nice. I'm excited. Well, we have done it. We have recorded a second episode. I am glad everyone was able to tune in with us again. We will be back next week. Episode three of HomeKit Insider from Apple Insider debuting every Monday with all the news, reviews, everything HomeKit.